Hello and welcome. I'm Heidi Albertieri from the Lifestyle Edit. Thank you for joining us for another Rosé Friday where we take the afternoon off to have creative conversations over a cheeky glass of rosé. So go grab your rosé while I introduce you to today's wonderful guest. Hello everyone. It's Heidi from the Lifestyle Edit, Digital Agency Sydney. Coming to you live for Rosé Friday. I'm so excited to be here. The week has flown by. And Rosé Friday is where we take the afternoon to chat to wonderful, creative, amazing people, have a creative conversation over a glass of Rosé. And this week, we are proudly sponsored by Turner's Crossing Wines, which has quickly become my new lockdown favourite. Turner's Crossing Wines, Rosé, everyone. Grab yourself a glass of Rosé because today we have a really wonderful guest. As always, we have amazing guests on this little um, Friday afternoon. But one of the good things about having a business like the Lifestyle Edit is that we get to meet amazing brands on this amazing journey. And our guest today, Nikki from Nash & Banks, she has a luxury designer fashion homeware store that is online and today we're going to talk to her about her ethical and sustainable business and she's going to introduce us to some of her favorite brands so while we get her in which is the most boring part of the whole thing because i can never find anyone where are you nikki um on oh, national banks there she is nikki so we're going live with nikki Follow Nikki at Nash and Banks, A-N-D Banks, and you can go to her website at Nash and Banks. Hi. 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 I'm good. I can't believe this worked. I've never done a live before, so I was that a bit was nervous. <laughs> that we've done, so that was really good. I hope you have a glass of rosé handy. I do. I do. Look, I even had to put a special note on it in the fridge so no one else touched it. <laughs> Do that quite a lot around lifestyle edit, so that's all. Cheers, Nikki. Um, See you. Um, I've never actually met you in person. We have worked together before um, with my beautiful team. So thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to um, talk about ethical and sustainable businesses. I've got some, you know, great questions for you to answer that I'm sure everyone's keen to hear about. So. I've just done your little intro. You've probably been trying to log in while you. Um, <laughs> you've but why don't you um, tell everybody in your words what is Nash and Banks and what do you do? Okay, Nash and Banks is an online platform currently, but that's soon to change. That makes it easy for people to discover, develop a big crush on, and support uh, mostly Australian ethical, sustainable artisan brands. So what we do is we do a lot of research. We scour um, the internet, we scour Instagram, we look all around to find the best brands, mostly small businesses, small to medium businesses that are innovating and passionately committed to people and planet. So for us, it's all about finding the brands that aren't greenwashing, that are transparent and that are really trying to have a positive impact so we look across a range of different values from sustainable ethical all the way to artisan vegan natural so quite a breadth minimal waste so that any consumer that's starting their conscious shopping journey can come on board and find something that resonates with who they are and 
what their, you know, what their primary cause or concern or issue that they want to address is. Yeah. And, and then from there, we just want to sort of introduce them to the range of gorgeous brands that we have discovered and are always discovering and get them to fall in love again, you know, fall in love with products that have purpose and that have intent and that are made with love. And we, we like to say with a bit of heart, soul and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And your website is like, you cannot jump on there and not purchase anything. So um, it's quite extraordinary. So you mentioned quite a lot of things there. So you source and curate authentic brands. Um, committed to people and the planet. How do you go about that process? What do you do? Like, how do you? It's hard to, it's hard to explain. I, the best way for me to describe it is it's kind of my jam. It's the homework bit of going down a rabbit hole to find a brand um, is something that I love. It's, for me, it's the fav one of my favourite, two favourite parts of the, of the job. The second yes. is actually when I get to meet or meet over Zoom or the phone or in person the actual founders and have a really robust discussion with them about their brand, um, their philosophy, their ethos, what they're doing and, and the, sort of go into the detail and the granular detail of it. Um, but I, you know, from being recommended brands to discovering them online or on Instagram, it's just something that I love doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You've got to work with what you know and what you love, right? It makes such a difference when you're doing this kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this really started as a passion project. So it wasn't an endeavour that I started expressly to get where we are now. It was really um, came out of a place where I was frustrated and going on the sort of dialing up my own journey with with what, you know what I was consuming and very much around the time that our little boys were born and were very little and I felt very at odds the stories I was telling them at night time at bedtime about the world and the natural environment and our eldest loves David Attenborough he's obsessed so I was telling all these beautiful stories and then I was reading the news and deep diving a little bit into what was going on in sustainability and, you know, around ethics. And yeah, it just, it just was very jarring. So for me, it, it began just as a way of, I wanted to find, I wanted to find brands that, that gave me the opportunity to make a better choice. And yeah. I was, really unsure of whether they existed because I was learning a lot about greenwashing. I was starting to deep dive into the about pages of brands and into the ingredients and materiality and the processes and was kind of doing my head in. And, and so I started looking around and what I discovered was this incredible, incredible community of people and a lot of individuals who were fed up or were looking for something that they wanted in their life, whether it's a cosmetic product or something that they wanted to create or something, you know, that didn't have plastic in it, where they were used to buying it with plastic, couldn't find what they were looking for and then go on this journey to mortgage their house a lot of the time, leave their corporate gig and create that alternative. Um, yeah. And the more people I spoke to in that space, the more it kind of, kind of avalanche from there. Yeah, so 
but you talk about, you know, being ethical, sustainable, organic. It's very close to my heart, which is as much as I try to live as well. Handmade, low-cost, vegan, social enterprise. For those of people who are watching and for those people who haven't dived into it yet, explain a little bit, obviously, about what that kind of means to the planet and to the world. Well, the way... The way I look at it is that where we've got to as a global society, um, particularly as we've industrialised and, and grown, is that we've, we've got ourselves into a position where we're largely unsustainable in, in terms of the materiality that we use. You know, if you look at plastic or petrochemicals or, you know, a whole range of different materials that are in the products that we use and ingredients um, we've also got become quite unethical in how we produce in order to meet consumption demands and to create more, 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 more. And we've become quite fickle with how we, how we curate our lives. And when I say, it's just, you know, we've become quite flippant with the products that we have in our life and, and, and our lives are busy and complicated. And, and that's sort of where we've got to. And, I think there's such a growing and wonderful movement for people who want to, who are looking at the cost of that and want to make different changes. Um, but we're so early on that journey to change and there are fantastic people leading the way um, and fantastic people who are driving that change. Um, but I think for each individual, it's quite hard to start that journey if you want to do everything well. So if you like, okay, I want to buy better. I want to be sustainable. I want to have no plastic. I'm going to buy every, you know, it's expensive. It's, it's not an easy journey. Um, yeah. And what's First, that? Interrupt you. One of the things that people always say is, oh, it's always so expensive. So what can they do? Just like, what's one thing that they could do to make a change that's, you know, small and can make a difference eventually? I think the thing is start with, start with what matters most. So each of us will have our own value hierarchy. So yeah. a way to think of it is, you know, for you, what's more important, whether something's got plastic in it or wrapped in plastic or is it how the people who, who made it were treated? Or yeah. is it that it returns to the earth without any harm? And, yeah. Or is it that it was made without hurting animals? Or is it, you know, there, there are all these different sort of things that we're trying to tackle and we're, we're moving the dial more and more towards trying to do better in all of those aspects. So as an individual, I think it's really important to have a sort of conversation with yourself in a way and go, what's, what's most important? What's the thing, if I'm going to go into Woolworths and I'm going to buy shampoo what's the most important thing about how that shampoo is to me do i care more about it being tested on animals than i do about the fact that it's wrapped in plastic or what you know what are those yeah. particular you know what are those particular things and then just start with one little thing and yeah. don't try to be perfect and don't try to tackle it all in one go unless you're someone who's really good at that which you know some people are amazing but I think, yeah, just, just start, just start, pick one, pick one thing you can change. For me, it was a, it was a razor, you know, mm. I just, yeah. I started with a razor and then 
you know, I made a conscious decision not to have plastic bags before that was before they were banned, but no plastic bags, no way at, you know, in no uncertain terms. Um, And then the second thing I would say is just try to put an urge, you know, it sounds a bit kind of bizarre because it's an online platform and we're selling things, but try to put a bit of a, a hold on that urge to consume and think about, because I think once you start to pull back a little bit, then you start to choose a bit more selectively and perfect time now as well. You can't go anywhere. You have really informed choices about what you're purchasing, where you're getting your things from, how it's getting to you. And, you know, you can't just have the luxury of going out to your farmer's market and buying your veggies or wherever you have to, you run out of a toothbrush and you have to make a a decision about what one you're going to buy. So I think time to start really connecting with, like you said, your values, what matters to you, deep diving to like how you feel about certain things and, you know, and make that, that choice product by product i guess yeah and it's it's a very individual journey and the the thing is you know there's that that very well quoted quote about you know it takes a million people millions of people doing it imperfectly but it it is actually a movement and each time you you make a step forward it's a great thing and it sends a message it really does and it doesn't always feel like it when you're the individual um but equally if you don't do it perfectly that's okay as well it's you know, I, I think the more you make those choices, the more easily you make those choices. And what we're trying to do at National Banks is create a space where people can come and find everything from a toothbrush to, you know, an artisan-made hat or a pair of shoes or whatever it might be. Um, and then we want people to understand a bit more about the intent behind those products because yeah. I think when you fall in love or you when you buy something and it has a lot behind it and a lot of thought behind it and our yeah. products, you know, each brand has, you know, made incredible sacrifices and decisions and gone to great lengths often to to innovate or to to create in a different way. And they've often sacrificed um, profit um, in order to do that, just to create something that, you know, lives and breathes what they're, what they want to achieve. So yeah, yeah, once you, once you sort of fall in love with those, it's very hard to go back, you know, it's quite hard to start to read the labels and make a choice. Then the more choices you make, the more you start to see as well. Totally. Start to really open up about what you're consuming and what you're taking home, and you know we've just built like a house here in Jervis Bay for shoots, and yes, we've, I saw. Looks yeah, beautiful. We've been, oh, thank you. I am now, but um, you know it was amazing getting all the deliveries. We've worked with very, we've curated every single brand that is in the house, and um, it's been really. Um, you have to really hold back because you can go gangbusters, but we've been very measured in every single thing that we've chosen for the house. So yeah, yeah. all the beautiful things that you need and that, yeah. you know, and we've gone handmade and sustainable and ethical and, and everything. So it, it can be done, but you, you need to, 
be slow and you need to be considered and you need to do your research. And I think that's one of the important things we need to remember. Yeah, so, yeah. It was something, I mean, my husband and I, at, around the time that this was all sort of bubbling, we actually made a conscious choice. We started with one year and we said we're not going to buy any new clothes. Um, for the boys, we were getting a lot of hand-me-downs, but the boys were a little bit different. But for ourselves, <laughs> we chose to take a break from buying fashion. And, oh, wow. you know... Um, and so there were, you know, there were a few essentials that we would get, but we actually took a break and just, I did a lot of online window shopping and, <laughs> you know, just, um, and yeah, just to kind of get that, Oh, that's beautiful. I'll put it in the, in the carton. And, but, um, but we, we took a break, a conscious break just to stop. And it's been amazing ever since, because now when, when I look to buy something, you know, a lot of the times it'll be something from a brand or an artisan that I've met and I'll pick that, you know, I'd rather pick that organic cotton T-shirt. I'm a, I'm a basics girl. I, I like to wear very simple, you know, T-shirt, jeans. Like I, I'm not very, not super fancy, so it helps. And also I like to wear my husband's T-shirts as well, so it's like a double wardrobe. But now when I pick something, I look at the fabrics in a way that I never did before or I look at you know what that brand how that brand is is um, looking after the the people in their production line or where it's produced is it produced in Australia and can I support yeah. someone Australian um, and so there's a lot more love in every single thing that I pick now you know each one is special to me and yeah, yeah. Has, has a lot more yeah. meaning so Obviously, you're running a business as well, which is, you know, your online store. Tell us, you know, obviously, it's been a tumultuous year. Um, what's been your biggest obstacle about having such a niche, you know, um, values in your business? You know, getting that going, having only online, but, you know, we can yeah. share some people about that later. Um, yeah. But, like, what's your biggest obstacle? Share some light on online shops, retail, and having such a little package there that you do? So I think last year we spent a lot of time and effort on boarding brands and, and yeah. finding brands, particularly Australian brands, um, that we could bring into our mix and growing sort of the range that we had. Um, this year has been more about focusing on spreading the word because I think – I think the thing that's probably hardest for us, you know, at National Banks is most of the brands that we deal with and that we, that we support and champion are small brands. A lot mm -hmm. of them we discover in the infancy of their business. So, you know, three months after they've launched or six months after they've launched. So yeah. there's not a lot of um, knowledge and, and awareness of those brands. And then on top of that, we are... Um, we're also talking about products that are also quite new to consumers. So, you know, talking about a cactus leather handbag to a consumer, that is, you know, I mean, even when I first heard about it, I was like, that is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, now I have a beautiful one that I love. But, you know, so there's, so I think the difficulty for us is for people, first of all, to discover us. Then, then they'll come onto the platform and there's a lot of brands they've never heard of before. Yeah. So it's there's another hurdle i guess and then on top of that sometimes our materiality is 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 new and and different so 
it's very much been a process of encouraging people to um, and educating people on what what these brands represent, what you know, what is a cactus leather handbag all about, or what is you know, why would you use a shampoo bar and a conditioner bar instead of a, a, a tube yeah. or that kind of stuff. So it's a process, but then you know, um, I got into this to sort of start rolling things along and moving things along. And so I've, I've never had a business plan in the sense of like, we have to meet, we have to meet, we have to meet, churn, churn, churn. So in a way, our challenges also allow us to grow and, and learn and, um, and, and kind of improve as we go. So yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting year, but we're seeing a lot of people gaining awareness in the space and a lot of people wanting to learn more and a lot of people wanting to try, um, yeah, that's amazing. Know, try these products and support these yeah. brands. And, and in a way lockdown and COVID has, I think turned Australians eyes inward in a really positive way to look at small business and to look at brands that are made here, um, or designed here or, or Australian owned in a very um, supportive way. And I think that's, yeah. that we've seen a lot of, you know, wonderful strengths happening in that space. Yeah, definitely. Same, exactly the same. So mm. about Instagram, you have a beautiful feed. It looks like you put a lot of time and effort into it. We love to see. <laughs> and you've got a, a store on there. Tell um, us the difference that, are, you know, having a good feed, I know it takes a lot of time. How do mm. you focus? And what's the difference that a, an Instagram store has actually made to your business? Um, Instagram has been a part of our journey from the beginning. For me, for me, I find Instagram is my favourite community space. So yep. it's where I go to meet and find and discover and engage with brands. Most of the time I'll reach out to a brand on Instagram before I do it via phone or email or website yep. or whatever so we've we've had instagram going sort of from the get-go um the it's a lot of work yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work and well, i think you know with the yeah and with the algorithms we launched sort of after this the sort of the joy of of big you know big engagement and 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 whatever happens so it's it's been a slow a slow burn but um the, having Instagram shop is just for us another another way for people to quickly get yeah. in touch with those products and yeah. um, and to and to move from seeing something to engaging with it a bit more and maybe learning a bit more about it. So um, it takes that step away from the website, just kind yeah. of condenses the number of clicks someone has to do in order to learn more and discover more. Yeah, it's very good. Um, please go and check out Nikki's um, Instagram, Nash and Banks. Um, good advice, Nikki. How can um, we as individuals tell the difference between brands that are using sustainability as a marketing tool rather than actually being really authentic? Because obviously it's the new buzzwords. Yeah. A lot of businesses call them, you know, even the labels in the supermarkets, you've really got to read between the lines. Yeah. So do you have, like, any advice on what to look for or how to 
how to discover okay. those? I um, yeah, I spend a lot of time in this place. It's a it's an interesting space because we're still um, brands are adopting some of these terms quicker than um, than there are any sort of rigorous sort of lines in the sand about what they mm. mean or, or or who can claim. So yeah. we you know as those um, catch up, I think. For me, one of the things I spend a lot of time on about pages, a lot, and and FAQs. But I yeah. think if you're if you're interested in something, if you're interested in a brand and and what they stand for, the first thing I look for is transparency. So, yeah. you know, we talk a lot at National Banks about better, not perfect. It's how you know what we encourage consumers to do, but also brands. Not all of our brands are perfect. Um, a lot of them are doing the best they can and constantly evolving. But what I love about a lot of the brands that I think are really making headway in this space and, and are very authentic in this space is that they're very honest about what they are achieving, but also what they, what they need to work on. And I think um, that's one of the things I look for. I like to do a lot of Googling about particular aspects. So if I'm researching something new, like bioacetate sunglasses i i like to try and understand what is what is that how sustainable is it there are yeah. some great resources there's this wonderful blog um, called uh, eco cult and she does these amazing deep dives into the complexities of of different um of different ingredients or materials or things like that but um i think it's one of the reasons i try to curate everything in one place because when I started this journey I found it incredibly difficult I'd go you know I want to learn about this oh my gosh there's a lot to learn about that or I want to find a brand that's genuine I've got to go down 10 rabbit holes so we try to put as much information on every product on on the website yeah. and that um, also we we add the various values that that product ticks off and also give the information about why it ticks it off just to condense that for the consumer so they don't have to go on to, you know, 50 different about pages. It makes it easy for them. And especially when you're diving into a new area that you're not quite sure about, it becomes an education. You're just learning. Because what you just said about sunglasses, I, I can guarantee I've never Googled. What do you call it? Bioacetate. So it's an alternative to petro... It's an alternative to plastic that's made yes. out of cellulose fibers yeah it's a, from trees and cotton and yeah it's a long i could talk to you a lot about that <laughs> okay maybe after a yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so um what is one product that you cannot live without oh gosh um one product i can't live without gosh i don't even know um i don't even know oh really you know what? When when I was when I was in my twenties, I spent a lot of time in Costa Rica doing volunteer work for a not for profit organization in the jungles, and I learned there something is that there's not really anything apart from food and water, obviously, and a bit of shelter. There was nothing that I really. There was a lot of things that I missed, but there was nothing I could really do without at all. And there were a lot of things that when I came back. I was so excited to have, or sometimes I would get a care package once in a while and I would, you know, be so excited. But I, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's nothing I, could, I couldn't live without, no. That's a very adaptable of you. <laughs> 
I don't think there's many people that can do that. Um, okay, so what's the best piece of business advice that you've ever received? Very early on, um, when I was at a crossroads in, uh, in my career, I had um, a mentor of mine said, she said to me, she's, she's Kiwi, but she, had this, she was a very strong woman. She said, Nikki, if you don't jump off the precipice, you'll never fly. Oh. And I, I've always loved that. It's that feeling of if you, you know, if you don't take a risk, you'll never know. And if you don't take the leap, you'll never, you know, you'll never have that opportunity. And um, there's, a, there's a sign in, in, on, on the wall of my office that says no, what does it say? No guts, no glory, no legend, no story. And our <laughs> eldest keeps coming up to me and saying, just remind me, explain to me what that means again. I'm like, if you don't do it, you'll never know. If you don't give it a try. So yeah. in, in business, I think particularly in found, found, you know, founding a, a business and, and, and starting something up, you have to, you have to take leaps constantly. Um, yeah. And some of them are very calculated and some of them are really done on gut. But if you don't, you know, if you don't try, you'll never know. So, yeah. Awesome. Good advice. Um, <laughs> so is there a product that is you know, something we should all be looking out for at the moment. You mentioned, mm. is there something that is, you know, the next big thing that's coming mm. out? That well, I mean, on my, on the top of my head today, I'm really thinking about sun creams, not the next big thing, yeah. but um, I've been, I'm one of the panelists on the clean and conscious awards this year, which is a really wow. fantastic award yeah. and looks at various categories you know, around their non, you know, level of, you know, non-toxic, sustainable, yeah. ethical, social, responsible. Yeah. So yeah. one, I'm on the body category. So um, I'm judging sun care and um, we have a fantastic brand on National Banks called People for Ocean. And I actually had a beautiful conversation with one of the founders this morning and it reinvigorated and, and made really crystal clear to me how important looking into and understanding your sun cream is um, yeah. one of the things she was telling me is it's one of the, the cosmetic products we're encouraged to wear every single day, but it's often one of the most chemically laden products, devastating yeah. for our reefs, devastating for our marine life, not great for us. Um, so one of the things that's really top of mind for me at the moment coming into summer in Australia is to look for specific reef safe, ocean safe um, brands that, that are kind to your skin, kind to your body and kind to the environment. Um, outside of that, um, so many interesting things. Um, one of my passions is working with artisans. So, um, a lot of people ask why that, what that has to do with sustainability, but I think by virtue of process and the time it takes, um, that's a really, really interesting space. You know, artisans work with their hands slowly and methodically. Um, so we've got some really exciting products coming soon in that space. So if there's some exciting products coming soon, are they gonna land somewhere in particular? They might, yes. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the exciting thing, our big news this, this year is that we're launching our first flagship store in Avalon Beach in Sydney, which is where Yay. we are. Um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's a, a crazy year to launch 
bricks and mortar i get it <laughs> the the irony is not lost on me but yes. um <laughs> if there's one thing i've realized it's that when people get to touch and feel and spend time with these brands they really understand them in a in a more intrinsic way so yeah. the national bank store will really be about creating a space where people can come and get that sensory experience and get to know the brands and and learn a bit more about the stories and and experience them so yeah so we're tentative on start date obviously still being in lockdown but but fingers crossed we're looking at we're looking at opening in november so and there's such a community in that way. We've got a, quite a few clients in that area as well and we're often up there doing shoots and the community is strong that way. Amazing. It's an amazing yeah. community. Yes, it's, uh, yeah, it's ever since we've moved up here, I, I've just, I love it. The people are great. The environment's great. The, the way that people approach um, interacting with each other and supporting each other and, um, and yeah. also there is a real love of, of sustainability and, and an awareness of that up here. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. Well, you may have to keep us posted about that. Yes, I yeah. will. On uh, the edit when that's all happening. And uh, we might even be able to come up and take some photos. Um, yeah. So just to leave everybody with something, what is one thing, one product on your website that everybody can go and purchase now that will be start them on the sustainability ethical journey i think for me i would go i would go with bathroom i would start yep. with your bathroom it's some it's some it's a place you are multiple times every day we've yep. just onboarded a really fantastic brand biod which is created by this wonderful founder and her whole philosophy is about from earth to earth so all of her products are natural they, um, their packaging is sustainable, so you can home compost every single piece of packaging, even everything she ships it to you in, you know, or ships it to us in, and we ship it to you in, can be com composted. And the products are luscious, luscious. So you won't miss a thing. Their lip balm is insane. Oh, and you can use it as a cheek. Uh, you can use it on your cheeks and your eyelids. I mean, it's so natural. You could, you know, you yeah. can use it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I would start, I would start with your bathroom, start with a yep. shampoo and conditioner bar or, uh, you know, a stainless steel razor or just pick, pick something that you're going to get joy out of every day. That's what I would do. Head to the bathroom section. Nice work. So nice to chat to you. About Lovely all... to chat to you. Thank um, you. I'm... It's so nice to, to have a conversation with someone other than my husband. Not that, you know, <laughs> He's lovely, but it's not, it's nice to have a different different. Seen me in the seven or eight weeks is through Rose Friday. I saw him jump on before. So. <laughs> Hello, husband. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. If um, anyone wants to know, uh, watch this again just for some information. You can head to thelifestyleedit.com.au. We'll have it loaded up there um, so people can rewatch it. And please go to Nikki's um, website, Nick, uh, nationbanks.com, and you can follow her nationbanks on Instagram uh, for everything, you know, inspirational and sustainable. So thank you so much, Nikki. It's been thank so lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And right. for everyone who's joined, and there's been some lovely comments I've noticed as well, so, and people really 
talking about that positive idea of, of just starting and, and making changes. So thanks, everyone. Yeah. Bye. Happy shopping, everyone. Bye. Bye.